1: Gang, gang,
3: I told y'all before it was supposed to the bowl. Nothing but the repeat with we Wentz back on the throne. Nothing. All we do is set trends so you know all we own. No, okay. Yep, I'm no. back with the remix. It's fourth and jar. All birds, all Philly, midnight green. Uh-huh. Things changing uh-huh. for the better since we got that ring. Yeah. Put the league on notice, yeah. we're not done. 2019, we adding another one. one. Yeah, you heard me right uh-huh. on every Tuesday night. Eight to ten birds of a feather got that flight. Hey. Nothing but the hot takes. Back with the Big facts Back. for the fans, by the fans, exactly where we at. Uh, Pull up to the tailgate, stop by F1. Uh, Baptized uh, by the Pope, been bass for everyone. Flying in from the West Coast, even overseas, yeah. get blessed by Ginger yeah. Jesus. We disciples of the tree. E A G wait C H M P S. Don't stress, we on the same conquest. Dominate the division, destroy the uh-huh. NFC, conquer the uh-huh. AFC. Uh-huh. Grab that Vince Lombardi, winch yeah. to AJ. climb it up, okay. the gut. Boom. Be grand with the strip sack, the this South. Familiar, huh? I can go on the slot, Spro's with the return, Mills with the pig six. Okay, wait, it gets worse. J train on the run, J E hitting from 60. But you see in that D line, that's what you don't want to see. Urbs catching tugs, foes on another level. The Super Bowl ain't the only time you see that Philly special. We live from Broad Street, Brotherly loves the heartbeat. Hungry dogs run faster, and we don't eat cheap. No one likes us, and we don't care. Cause we from Philly, and we ain't never scared.
1: Look up. But I just got to know one thing. Are you ready? No, I said, are you ready?
0: What's up?
4: From Wildfire Sports Studios for NBC Sports Philadelphia, welcome to the 4th and John Show episode 68, boys and girls, week one is a wrap, it's in the books, and while our Philadelphia Eagles opened up the 2018 season against the Atlanta Falcons and walked out of Lincoln Financial Field with the dub... It took me a full weekend to really digest what happened on Thursday night. It took me a full weekend, including the two Monday night games that happened last night. Because you, it's easy to lose perspective when the bright lights are on. When the NFL world is watching you. When you got your NFL owner walking down the field holding up a Vince Lombardi trophy and you're raising banners and all the football world's eyes are on you. It's easy to lose perspective. I needed to watch the entire weekend's worth of games to get this perspective and to come to this conclusion. Boys and girls, Your Philadelphia Eagles can win games with this brand of football. Sure, it wasn't wasn't always pretty. There was some good. There was some bad. There certainly was some ugly. The good defense looks nasty. Defense looks fearless. Defense looks like you're not getting in the end zone, and it doesn't matter if you're in the red zone or what kind of team you are. The offensive line, Jason Peters, helped protect. Listen, I would love to stand up here and pound my chest and say we were right during the week one episode when we called it. Don't ask Nick Foles to do too much. Rely on your running game. Get after after the quarterback. Get after Matt Ryan. Put him on his butt. Make him feel uncomfortable because the strength of that Atlanta Falcons team was their passing game. Let the defense do their thing. Pin their ears back and get after the quarterback. Let this defensive backfield shut down their passing game. Don't ask too much of Nick Foles. Rely on the running game. Control time of possession. If you do that, you're going to win. I would love to sit here and pound my chest and say we were right, but boys and girls, this isn't a hard game to game plan for. This formula is going to work, and we only need it to work a couple more times times until Carson Wentz comes back, our MVP candidate comes back, Alshon Jeffrey comes back. It certainly wasn't the best game that the Eagles have played, but we have yet to see the best Eagles football of 2018. Don't poo-poo off this win. We're 1-0. Sure, it was ugly, but they proved something. They can win with this formula. It may not always be pretty, but a dub is a dub. And they only have to win a couple more till all those people come back. I'm excited. You're one and zero. High fives all around. Let's not forget one and zero in the NFC conference. Now you got a tiebreaker over a potential wild card team. All listen. The football season is a marathon, but every step of the way counts. The Eagles certainly made it count on Thursday Night Football to open up the season. I'm excited. I needed time to digest it all. I needed time to like recover from that tailgate. To be honest with you, I'm not even sure I'm fully recovered from the tailgate. That was epic. We're going to get into all that, but Mr. Gale
5: Saunders, Eagle Sessions on Twitter. How are you this evening? I'm doing great. Uh, I feel like a champion. We're 1-0. I mean, like you said, a dub is a dub. Uh, at the end of the day, it's all about stacking W's and, and looking at these wins and Quarters. You, you, like Doug Peterson talks about breaking up these wins, and this is the first quarter. We and we got a win, uh, and, and a win in a big, big way. Uh, and I, last week I talked about you know punching the Falcons in the mouth. Uh, you saw where we won. We we won in the trenches. Uh, we ran the ball. You got Jason Peters back throwing dudes at the club. You got Fletcher Cox looking like he he like he he's a defensive MVP out there. Um, at the end of the day you you got to love that. Um, but the other thing that you do have to love, you have to love the creativity from Doug Peterson. The ability yes. to, when the game is on the line, have trust and faith in your players to do something special. Uh, and, and We're talking special. We're talking Philly special 2.0. Yes, uh, sir. A play that they haven't even really practiced. Maybe like one one other time, Malcolm Jenkins said he didn't see them practicing that play. Uh, but then you also look at Jim Jim Schwartz uh, dialing up a zero blitz with Rasul Douglas in the game. On On who? Uh, All-world Julio Jones. Uh, having that type of confidence in your players. Make sure, you, if you know that your coach has that kind of faith in you, that means you step up your game when the, the when the game is on the line. And uh, I'm telling you, it was so electric. It, it felt like we were watching last season's playoff game. Yeah. You know, I was just actually on the opposite side in the the same exact corner. I felt the same exact way leaving there. I had the chills again. I'm like, man, this is great. If a team can win uh, games like this in in tight situations, it it builds uh, character.
4: And Jim Schwartz spoke about it in his press conference today, how it's easy to have that kind of confidence in your defensive players and how comfortable that is to call a game because he's not blitzing for the sake of blitzing. He's not, he doesn't feel like he has to do that. He trusts his players to go out there and make plays and blitzes on his terms. I feel like even though he doesn't blitz much, that's such an underrated aspect of it that he gets to blitz on his terms. He doesn't do it because he feels like he needs to do it. He does it because he wants to do it. And that's why these blitzes are coming home, getting home. Matt Ryan was all over the place. He was not acting like Matty Ice. That ball coming out of his hands looked all sorts of wobbly. He looked like he had zero confidence. And although Julio Jones went off for a buck sixty-nine, like how much of a factor was that when they really truly need him. Boys, you are on the verge of watching an epic defense. I got news for you. We're going to revisit this conversation at the end of the season, look back on this, and say, oh my God, that defense. They are that special. And it's a symbiotic relationship between the defensive line and the defensive backs. Because they have a rotational, players rotating in and out, fresh horses to get after the quarterback, and then a lockdown secondary. Jim, uh, I think Brandon Graham said it. Uh, on WIP on Monday, he's like, it's easy when you have that secondary. All you have to do is lock down the first read, and by that time, we're already there. The goal line stands. That this defense is putting together with confidence. That's the thing. With confidence and fearless, too. And this dates back to last year. Absolutely, that that Falcons playoff game felt the same way watching them Thursday night. But let's not forget, I don't want to dig up the preseason, but let's dig it up out of the closet. Same thing happened against the Browns when they were on the goal line. They had four chances to punch it in. They couldn't. Why? Why? Phenomenal communication between Mills, Darby, and Jones, and by the time those guys were covered, the defensive ends were already in the backfield, and Fletcher Cox is in your face. That's a tall task. (laughs) What did you you say? Cox in your face, man. There ain't nothing wrong with that. He
5: was lethal, man. He was. I mean, talk about, he looks like he's inspired, man. He looks inspired, and, and that's, you see him, did you see him on that screenplay? I, I was just about to prepare. Matt up. Murian matching with. Whose DT does that? Nobody. I mean, he's running down the field making tackles. Uh, Fletcher Cox just, like, he's making guys look silly. He's double teamed. I'm, we're not talking, you know, run of the mill guards. He's going against, you know, Pro Bowlers. Uh, they're they're centered and they're, they're, the guard had a tough time with Fletcher Cox. And that, that's, you love to see that. I mean, that's, that's a difference maker.
4: I'm not sure we're talking about the same play but there was one thing that stood out in my mind watching it from the stands. And you got to understand folks at home like we're at the game. So we don't have the benefit of having the commentators in our ear or telling us what we th- what they think we should be looking at and paying attention to. We kind of have to observe the the game almost from like an all 22 perspective. There was one screen pass where Fletcher Cox had a clear lane to the quarterback. Clear cut lane. Didn't take the cheese diagnosed to play yep, drop yep. back and broke up like who gives up a sack opportunity to read the play correctly and break up the play this guy is going to be competing for defensive defensive player of the year there is absolutely no doubt in my mind you combine the quickness of a Warren Sapp the power of a Reggie White oh. and the intelligence oh. that he's bringing to the game
1: dang that's kind of dope
4: it, it, that is kinda dope. <laughs> Absolutely. It's
5: the steal your girl.
4: Well well now, na, now that I got my juices flowing, now that I'm all excited because, you know, Fletcher Cox, uh I'm also excited, uh, Gail, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you announce this. We we got something special planned for the upcoming week,
5: week two in Tampa Bay. Why don't you go ahead and tell the people about it? Well, uh big shout out to uh Bud Light and uh Philly Philly you know, Philly, Philly. Uh you know, at the last tailgate they actually, you know Bless the tailgate, you know. A lot of people were enjoying the Bud Lights. You got to thank Bud Light for that at the tailgate. But um, you know, we actually teamed up with them again this week. Yes, sir. Uh, you know, originally we thought we were gonna watch the game at home, but we're uh gonna be flying out uh, to see uh the Eagles play the Bucks, man. Uh, and that's 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 you know that's huge. That's dope, right? That that is dope. And at and at Fourth and John is all about bringing people together. Uh, Bringing friends together. uh, And we want to bring two other people with us. Uh, So we have two extra tickets uh, for, uh, you know, our 4th and John listeners out there. We want you to tell us why you and your best friend deserve to win these two tickets and tailgate with us uh, this Sunday, courtesy of our friends at Bud Light. So, you know, hit up our our DMs, uh, hit up our, uh, you know, uh, on Facebook, Facebook, Twitter. Instagram, uh, tell us why you should be picked, um, and it's going to be a great
4: time. So, so, so here's how this little contest that uh, Bud Light and Fourth and John put together is going to run. Because this is this is an awesome opportunity. I mean, not only are we thankful for them flying out, but you know how Fourth and John rolls. You know what we're all about. We're all about bringing together people, e- people, people, good people, the fans, people. right? And Bud Light's all about bringing together best buds. So they have an extra set of tickets that we're going to give away. We're going to post a video on our Twitter page. Okay. And the video is also going to go on our Facebook page. Yep. And what Bud Light is asking you to do is post about a two minute video explaining why you and your best buddy should be sitting right next to Gale and E Rock, other best buddies, and watching the game Philly style right there at Raymond James Stadium. Lower level tickets. You showed me, the t- dude. That's, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh,
5: it was pretty nice.
4: So you got to be 21 or older to enter. Obviously, you got this is for like Florida, fourth and John listeners. Or people who can who can travel to the game,, uh, just give us a video. Tell us why you and your best bud should be sitting with Gail and E-Rock from Fourth and John courtesy of a VIP Bud Light experience, courtesy of Bud Light. It's going to be awesome. Can't wait to get down there and see all those Eagles fans. I know they're going to take over that stadium much like they did when the Dol- when we took over Dolphins' uh, stadium and all that. So, as- expect another sea of green and two plus two courtesy of Bud Light. We can't wait to put that video out and see your responses. Philly Philly. Philly Philly. My <laughs> And my Hollywood Hearn. First of all, before oh, we yeah, even in, yeah, before we even introduce you, my friend, this is the individual that picked the Falcons to beat the Eagles at Lincoln at Financial oh. Field to open up the season. Everybody, let's give Hollywood Hearn a nice fourth and John welcome with a boo.
5: Put him in the bathroom. Get him out of well, here. <laughs>
6: I had that coming. I had that coming. <laughs> <laughs> um, I saw this game uh, coming down to it being a dogfight. I saw the entire game uh, just being back and forth, and that's ultimately what it ended up being. It ended up being a almost like a mirror image of that NFC Championship right. game where it, it, com- it came down to uh, whether Julio would catch it in the end zone or not to win. But, dare but. I say it, the 4th and John tailgate, I think, <laughs> oh, possibly was oh more God. entertaining for three quarters of that game the first three quarters that, between the penalties and us not being able to get anything going um, it was not how I wanted to see the Eagles start off the season. It was uh, It looked a little bit rough, but we got to shake the rust off yeah. um, but for, uh, to stick with the tailgate there 's one shot that I want to throw out there, uh, Aaron Ortega. Huge shout out for uh, for Bird the Man. mugs that he made that he made us, yeah. Birdman, dude. Those mugs are awesome, dude. Like I love it. So thank you so much for those. Really appreciate it. Um, but uh, as far as the game is concerned, I. I don't know how I know I know that it's still up in the air as far as when Carson Wentz is going to be back, but I can't help but feel uber confident in the rest of this team. We're just so deep in all the other areas of this team, whether it be the defensive backs and in those rotations or the defensive line. Or I know I know that um our, our wide receivers weren't able to get it going, but our running backs were able to pick up the slack. Um I think that this team around the quarterback is gonna be able to carry uh, the Eagles until Carson comes back i really don 't have too much of a problem with that and um, I really really trox you were you were professing your love for uh, Jim Schwartz earlier. I got to tell you man like you were, and E you were talking about taking the cheese. How about the cheese of putting Russell Douglas on mm-hmm. Julio Jones and yes. then that play. Russell Douglas, I looked it up. He played two snaps uh-huh. the entire game. He got one interception. That is impressive. He everyone knew exactly what was going to go on there. Matt Ryan was licking his chops. He saw Russell Douglas coming off the bench cold and he he saw
5: him one-on-one with Julio Get the cheese, man. And Rasul said that he he read the play. He knew it was coming. Yep. Uh, and that's that's the one thing about Rasul. He, he's a ball hawk. Uh, he's done that he did it in college. Yeah. And he did uh, it last year too. And uh, yeah, and I mean, he he did had it a in few receptions last year. He did it in preseason as well. So mm-hmm. I mean, that's uh exciting to see, though. Definitely. Well, let's let's talk about it a little
4: bit. Let's talk about the tailgate. Let's I, talk about it. Listen. Everybody's been asking like what are you going to do to one up that sort of tailgate? What what do you guys have planned next? And I don't honestly I yeah. don't think we can. Now it's kind yeah. of hard to top. We set the bar so high week one. Dude, it first of all, it went off without a hitch. There was no hiccups whatsoever. We had our dude Brennan standing up on the truck bed with the microphone killing it, killed word it. Word. For word action for action, action for action. Yeah. He even made his voice crack. Oh my god, so, like, <laughs> how, like how do you do that
5: on cue? That's crazy. And when I was sitting behind him and just looking at the fans, looking at uh, you know him do the speech, I was like, they're in a trance. They want. I saw Jason Kelsey up there. Yeah, that's they, what I saw. They want more. Uh, <laughs> it was crazy. I was like, dude. Uh, I was like, he really transformed into him. He did. And uh, I just want to give a shout out to him, and a shout out to all the people who showed up. Uh, <laughs> And then watching the jersey burn, like it looked like some uh, religious. Uh, it was like a it was a, regi- on the a religious experience going it on was, there. It was crazy. And, and, and shout out to Don Smolensky, president of the Eagles, coming Fake down firefight. there like a boss. You know, coming out of the stand, coming out of the offices with the swag and everything, comes up, just puts on the fireman's jacket, mm-hmm. <sighs> lit it up, lit it up, and Big I- E though. Yep. Big e for like uh, finessing that jersey, making sure it would go up on fire. He did a great job. thanks, thanks, thanks for him. You know, like and, I and, couldn't do that stuff. Uh, just,
6: just one thing. We we did at the tailgate. We had a lot of the memes that uh, appeared during the, oh, yeah. uh, the postseason. We had a lot of memes. We had. Uh, I saw pillar a bird man showed up late, yep. right uh, with the bird mask. Yep. Um, pillar guy. He's a he's a blast. He is a blast, but Trox, um, I believe that you actually witnessed. So Pillar Guy, it became famous for after, after the Eagles. Was that after the NFC Championship yeah. game or the Super Bowl? NFC after the NFC Championship game down on the subway, he ends up trying to catch the train, missing it, and he slams into a, a, a pole, a pillar down in the, uh, the subway station. This dude, as soon as the jersey went up, Inside of the trash can, this dude goes full shoulder bore into the bowl like it was the subway pillar. Like hey, he loves oh, it. That's
5: his thing. Yeah, him and his brother were awesome.
6: Yeah, they were they were so funny, dude. I gave I
4: gave Don Smolensky every opportunity to back out of it, too. Because the, the Eagle social media team told me that he was going to be there, and I'm like, I don't want to announce it on Twitter, because what if he backs out? What if he figures out everything that's going on and he doesn't like it? And mm-hmm. it's like, all right, all of a sudden I look silly because I threw it out there and he's not going to show up. We saw him at the Bud Light statue unveiling. Yeah. And I went up to him and I said, hi, Mr. Smolinski," Smil- and he looked at me and said, F1, 6 o'clock, I'll see you there. I was like, really? Are, are, are you going to burn it? And he goes, yeah, man, I'm down. I was like, okay, still didn't want to announce it because yeah. I would, and then uh, I, 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 I finally got enough courage up to go ahead and put yes, it out there. It. And then when he came to the tailgate, I gave him one last opportunity. I'm like, Don, are you sure you want to do this? And he was all about it. So that was awesome on their part. And he
5: brought the ring. He, he, was, the he ring. was he was flexing with the ring there. That was, that was pretty dope. Probably not. And then a shout-out to Prime for that, that uh you know, the – Security rep, replica The <laughs> security plus bringing the replica trophy uh, – I I can understand how uh, athletes get annoyed by his people coming up. Yeah, people were like, they thought it was the real thing. Yeah, you like, really you like really it.
4: think they're gonna entrust Fourth and John walking around the parking lot? Here's a Lombardi Trophy. Go nuts! <laughs> hey,
5: but it, it was it was a great experience. And then it, I had this one random moment with this 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 dude. He was just like, man, you're my, my you're my son's biggest hero. Why and, I, and I'm like, really? He likes Fourth and John that much? He, so. he gave me a look like. What are you talking about? And he's just like, he's loved you forever. This dude thought I was Brian Dawkins. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, bruh. I know I'm black and everything, but I'm uh, oh, not man. Brian Dawkins. <laughs> he's like, I need your email. like nice. okay. We're
4: going to go ahead and go to the phones to somebody who was at the tailgate. Mr. DC Daryl is on with 4th and John. DC, we appreciate the crab cakes. I know you were partying up there and uh, with us there. Are you on the line, sir?
0: Yes, sir, I am. How you fellas doing?
4: I'm doing great. How are you feeling now that you now that you've had time to digest it? You've seen all the other teams in the NFL go about their business. You have time to digest that victory of the Philadelphia Eagles. How are you feeling being one and zero? I'm
0: feeling good based on what I've seen with the Giants with their collapse, and then. Dak or Rain Dakota, as they call it, <laughs> uh, explosion, and then eh, the Redskins—they played the Cardinals, man. So I'm, I'm feeling really good. We went, we played against a tough NFC team, and it went just like the playoff game last year, down to the wire. I'm, it, it shows that we stuck through, and we just never panicked. I loved it.
4: Now, be, now seeing what the Bucks did against the Saints, which nobody expected. But they got in the shootout down there. I tweeted out and got a little flack for it. You know, it doesn't look like week two is going to be as easy as initially expected. How are you seeing week two shaking out for the birds?
0: We're going to actually, I think we're going to win that game just like last year, how they said we couldn't beat Carolina, how they said we couldn't beat the Rams, how they said we couldn't beat Minnesota. I mean, they're going to say the same thing. Pretty much, we are underdogs regardless, and that's what it is. But I think we're going to beat them, go down to Tampa Bay, and Ryan Fitzpatrick is not going to do the same thing to that defensive line at all.
5: Now, D.C. Daryl, you're in the D.C. area, obviously. Good context. You know. Uh, are the uh, Redskins fans feeling themselves after that dub?
0: Oh, according to them, they're going to the Super Bowl just oh. like we did last
5: year. Oh, oh. my God. That's are terrible. We, AP from the re- retirement yeah. home.
0: <laughs> I mean, they played Sam Bradford. Come on, dude. Like, really?
5: Yeah, but. but We,
0: we, we, we dealt with him, what, for two, three years? Yeah. You know, we already know what it was about.
4: I give it until week six, seven tops until the Cardinals are, are, are calling upon Josh Rose and The Cardinals, by the time all is said and done, they are going to be competing for a top five draft pick. So if I'm a Redskins fan, I'm happy with the way AP ran. All right? Don't want to doubt him. He's kind of a freak of nature. Definitely a future Hall of Famer. But how much gas is he going to have for an entire 16-game schedule? And let's face it, eventually Alex Smith is going to turn back into Alex Smith and be Johnny Average the entire time.
0: The funniest thing, everybody knows that Alex Smith likes to go to the Titans and the running backs, as you saw with Jordan Reed and Chris Thompson, of course. But Jordan Reed's going to get hurt, like, getting a pedicure or something. So
4: I don't know. Well, D.C., we appreciate the scouting report from down there in Washington and appreciate your support there at the tailgate. Did you have a good time, buddy? Did you have a good time?
0: I was dog tired, but it was all
4: worried. <laughs> it was all worried. We were all dog tired. That it's, was a late night and, and a day. Thank you long for those day.
5: crab cakes as well. Those Delicious. are always a blessing. Yes, thank a problem, you. Brother. It's like, a, you know, the tailgate's crazy, and all of a sudden, the crab cakes come out of nowhere, and you're like, wow. Brought <laughs> us back down to earth. Wow. It's <laughs> the only thing I had to eat
4: that wow. day. Dude, really? it was so busy. By the time the oh, tailgate God. was done, I'm like, oh my God, we got to go watch a game now? Yeah. Like, I was exhausted by the time the the, the kickoff, you know, hmm? came around. Uh, We're going to keep the phone calls rolling. Let's go to uh, 323, the 323 number next. You are on with 4th and and John. How are you doing this evening, Mr.
1: 323? Mr. 323
4: is pick low in the building. there he is. There he is. What is happening, big guy? How are you doing?
1: Oh, man. Life is. Good man, them buzz is up one oh, we just raised the banner and linked mm. the financial field. Life is great, yo.
4: Absolutely. Now now having seen the good, the bad, and the ugly, is there any concern to you with the next like I don't want to say next game, but next three or four games until Carson Wentz comes back with Nick Foles at the helm?
1: I'm I'm not really I'm not really concerned, man. I think I think if, if Doug runs Doug runs, what well, was consistently working with him, which is you know pound the ball, keep that same aggressive attitude, and um, I mean we're we're playing the Bucks, we're playing the Colts, and the Titans. I think those are enough warm up games to have uh, Carson ready to go. And I think I think we'll be fine, honestly.
4: Absolutely, like like I said in the intro, like this is a formula that can win you the next three games. Right, So if Carson Wentz comes back to the Philadelphia Eagles 4-0, and back home, granted it's against a tough Minnesota Vikings team, but you're talking about Nick Foles and that formula right there. You didn't have to ask too much from him. You relied on your defense. You won the battle in the trenches. You run the, won the time of possession. You're running the ball. The defense is playing with swagger. I mean, this formula can get them to that 4-0 and point by the time Carson Wentz comes back.
1: Absolutely. And and the crazy thing is that it's only gonna get better. I mean Nigel Bradham did not play and he's one of the he's one of our lock in defenders. Carson hasn't played, Alshon Jeffrey hasn't played. It's a lot of it's a lot of room for growth and and getting in a much better position, not only in the NFC East, but in the entire NFC and the entire NFL.
4: Absolutely, we appreciate you calling, P- Piccolo. You're breaking up a little bit, so we're going to let you go. He's the man who ignites this podcast in the beginning, drops that fire intro, and that's actually available on iTunes too. If you want to, if you want to pick that bad boy up, right, Gail? Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. One more phone call. We're going to take uh, Brent. Oh man, the man, it's the myth, a... the legend. It's
5: Jason Kelsey.
4: Jason Kelsey is on the line, or at least the impersonator. Now, Brent, I haven't had the opportunity to speak with you post tailgate, but has your Twitter absolutely blown up after that Jason Kelsey impersonation?
7: I had to take the app off my phone. Are wow. you serious?
6: Get the hell, out are of you here.
8: serious? <laughs> He's
7: well, acting. I didn't realize you could I didn't realize I could mute notifications, so I put it back on my phone <laughs> <laughs> that, that shows you my uh my technical proficiency dude, that was absolute yeah, no, good like during during the game, even just during the game i I deleted Twitter off of my off of my phone because it was just going nuts.
4: Well, as it should have, because you absolutely knocked it out of the park. I remember asking you, before you went up on stage, I'm like, so buddy, you got any notes? And you're like, nah, man, I got this memorized. I'm like, you don't have anything written down. How long did it take you to memorize that speech, like, word for word?
7: About a week and a half. That's it?
5: He said it so naturally.
7: Yeah, like a week, and a, week a
4: and a half. That's what you do when you're a professional yeah. actor. You I know, study the facial
5: features. Yeah. You know, week and a half.
4: How did you get yeah, your no, voice I mean, to crack on cue?
5: Not...
7: <laughs> so, um, <laughs> uh, I, so, uh, admittedly, people behind the curtain. There's a couple of those cracks that were not acted. Those were those were real because um, it was it was so hot. Um, but uh, so, I at one point, so I, I put the costume on about. 20 minutes before before the, the speech, um, and I I snuck away for a couple minutes just to do a couple quick vocal warm-ups,
1: uh-huh.
7: um, so just some stuff where kind of focus on, you know, breathing from the diaphragm and, and supporting the voice and stuff like that, and with that, you can kind of do those weird vocal cracks in a pretty safe way, you know, so the big thing was, that, you know, that no one wanted us,
1: no one liked us, like that. As long <laughs> you're
7: supporting the voice. And, and doing it in a safe way. You can you can do some of that pretty easily. Um so long as you know what you're doing. Uh and, and fortunately that's one of the few skills that I do have. So
6: So so aside for aside from all the voice training you did for that, you were able to nail all of the actions and mannerisms as well. Was that just a lot of uh practicing in front of the mirror? Uh
7: no, I don't I don't really like doing the whole practicing in front of the mirror thing. I just I watched the speech probably about a, a dozen or so times. Um Jeez. And then you know I, uh, you know I, I listened to it a lot, so I, I recorded his his version of the speech on a, on an app that I use for line memorization. Okay. Um, and I would listen to it while you know driving to school and, and driving to work and stuff. Um, and then about a week beforehand, I recorded my own version of it, where I kind of cleaned up some of his. You know where he would miss, he would stumble over his words a little bit. I cleaned up a little bit of that, mm-hmm. uh, just to make the whole thing flow flow a bit better. Um, and you know, and that way I could hear it. You know, the emotion and and the emphasis in my own voice. Um, and and from there, like the the motions that he did for the most part were fairly simple. So the big one was, you know, it's the whole team. It's the whole team yeah. In, the, the slam, the yeah. Yeah, yeah. From that, everything else that he was mostly just kind of playing with, you know, playing off of the microphone. Um, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. It's just kind of like, ah, eh, you know, I can just, I can just kind of wing that.
5: Now, you you wing the hell out of it, man. <laughs> <laughs> now, Brendan, did, uh, Jason Kelsey at all reach out to you after seeing this? this has anyone uh, from he, his camp?
7: He is. He, has, he is not. Um, now, I actually, I, I, I was interviewed by the Philadelphia Inquirer earlier today. Nice. About, about the whole thing. Um, and uh you know i i coyly mentioned like hey you know if kelsey wants to you know reach out or somewhere you know i wouldn't so, be opposed uh... to meeting the guy <laughs> uh, and, and someone sent me someone sent me a message apparently his wife is on twitter because kelsey to the best of my knowledge is not on twitter his account that he used to use has been active for like two years um but someone sent me his wife's account and said i can maybe like message her so i'm I'm not sure if that's weird or not.
5: You trying to slide and (laughs) kill me? Just sneak in in a dark room?
7: Like, hey... (laughs) Show this to
4: your husband, you know? Well, well, maybe, (laughs) maybe just maybe there's a listener out there who can help you along in your quest to uh, meet the man you were impersonating at the tailgate and did so well in doing so. And maybe if our friends over at NBC Sports Philadelphia want some great digital content, that would probably be a great idea to have (laughs) the impersonator meet the man himself. That would be legendary. Brennan we can't thank you enough. You blew the roof off of the place. Everybody was
6: impressed. It blew went, our expectations out of the wall. Uh,
4: it went viral as all hell. It was awesome. We can't thank you enough for doing that at the Fourth and John tailgate. We appreciate thank it. You, thank you Brandon. so thank much, you. man. Yeah, my
7: well, friend. Thank, thank you guys. It was a lot of fun. All
5: right, man. You take care. Be well, my friend.
6: Yeah. yeah. You too, guys. Yeah.
5: Yeah. There, there was a great photo of him uh, with the Lombardi uh, and the sun in the, the, the background. He, oh, yeah. He, yeah. Dude. Dude. That's Dude. that's an epic photo.
6: It was epic. That whole day was just heavenly.
4: Well, we can't wait till we get down to Tampa Bay because that is going to be yet another epic. Uh, we're going to crash some people's tailgates. So if anybody's got a tailgate that's going on, we would love to come crash it Philly style. Reach out to us at 4th and John. Love to say hello. Take a couple fi- pictures. Do some uh, digital content, some interviews, stuff like that. It's going to be awesome. But, Gail, let's, let's start to talk about this Buccaneers team because it, it did surprise us. As 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 we watched that shootout between the Bucks and the Saints, Fitz Magic is in the house. But does it co- become Fitz tragic when the birds go down to the Bay?
5: You know, you know the, the Saints have a you know they have some pieces on their defensive front, but their defensive front is nowhere close to the depth and the the uh, anger that's coming from the defensive tackle. You position. mean Vinnie Curry
6: don't got it? He don't <laughs> got it. He don't got it. in does Honey Bobo.
5: <laughs> uh, but I, I think, uh, you know, it's it's going to be tough. You, you keep him in the pocket. Um, you know, Deshaun Jackson might miss this game with a concussion. Yeah, he's All, going through protocol. Also has a shoulder. Um, I, I just don't think he's going to have the time to pass like um, he did against the Saints.
4: I mean, they're, they are a dangerous team with Mike Evans, Deshaun Jackson, O.J. Howard. Uh, Chris Godwin's playing well from Penn State. But I would still take the Falcons receivers and the Falcons passing attack over what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are bringing to the table. And he saw what the Philadelphia Eagles were, were able to do against the Falcons, and that's pin their ears back, keep a fresh stable of defensive ends, defensive linemen constantly in Matty Ryan's face, make him feel comfortable. Ryan, Fitzpatrick is not Matt Ryan. He's not, flat out. What I would consider Matt, uh, Fitzpatrick is like a wily veteran. He had that magical season with the Jets, a career season with the Jets. The Jets, after that, didn't even want him. Moved right the hell on to somebody else. So I'm not sure that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers can recreate that kind of, that kind of passing attack against a Philadelphia Eagles team with better corners, a better pass rush, and limited time to pass the ball
5: yeah in, in the two games that Ryan Fitzpatrick has gone gone against Jim Schwartz's defense uh, his numbers are uh, 37 of 61 uh, 60.7 percent passer rating uh, two touchdowns three interceptions 414 yards 6.8 yards per attempt 71.4 passer rating six rushes for 13 yards mediocre at best Mediocre at best. But, I, uh, you know, T.O. T. O. says that he throws the best deep ball ever. Best spiral. Yeah. Ever, yeah. Best spiral.
4: <laughs> you know. I mean, I mean, Fitz went what, 21 of 28. 417 yards and four touchdowns. I know everybody wants it. You know what the funny part was on Twitter when I did throw out that, hey, it looks like week two isn't going to be as easy as we like yeah. Right? People were poo-pooing it off like it's the Saints. Don't worry about it. It's the Saints. It's only the Saints. It's only the Saints. We're talking about the Saints team that we, a lot of us, including yeah. myself, feel like we dodged the bullet by not having a Lincoln Financial Field during the playoffs. Let's not de- discount what the Saints are going. You,
6: Alvin Drew, Kamara, man.
4: Alvin Kamara. Now, granted, he didn't have much on the ground, but the dude, twenty-nine yards on eight attempts, two touchdowns, he, nine receptions for uh, like a buck, uh, one hundred and twelve yards and a touchdown.
6: He, he reminds me of Christian McCaffrey a lot, in the fact that he's pretty much their
5: entire offense. You, yeah. know I mean? you know what I mean? And they'll get, they'll get playmakers. You know, they'll get Ingram back later. Uh, he had that suspension. So I think that will help them out with their ground-and-pounding running game. Yeah. Um, but, you know. In the beginning of, of,
4: of the Falcons game, I felt like Doug Peterson was being kind of timid with his play calling. Kind of reserved with his play calling. Trying to get Nick Foles into a rhythm. And honestly, trying to play the running backs like... Get a feel for how this game was going to be playing out as far as the running backs. He started the game with Darren Sproles, sprinkled in, uh, you know, the seasoning of Sproles, as you like to put it, Gail. (laughs) Seasoning Sproles. Got Clement going and got to Ajayi. Ajayi did well. Got away from Ajayi. Yeah. But if this is going to be the Clement Sproles breakout game, all you got to do is look at what Alvin Kamara did against the Buccaneers' defense. I mean, nine receptions for a buck, 12, and a touchdown. Three total touchdowns on the day. I think this is the game that the Eagles lean even heavier offensively on the run game, get every single running back involved, and, and, and matriculate the ball down the field, control the time of possession.
5: Yeah, and one of the things going back to last week's game, uh you know, people were a little bit surprised by the usage of Darren Sproles, you know, welcome back Darren Sproles by the way. Got an even amount. Yeah, Darren Sproles uh he led the Eagles with 29 snaps. JJ had uh 28. Corey Clement had 13 and the old Navy of running backs had one <laughs> uh snap. Uh you think you, a lot of people in the crowds were like, uh, run a Jai, we need a Jai more. But, um, you know, he was dealing with a lower uh, foot, foot injury that he's been dealing with. I think, I, and I was watching him, he looked kind of, he looked like he had done something to his foot a little bit. Mm-hmm. So he walked off to the sidelines and I was like, all right. He only he had like three carries in the first half. Came back in the sec- second half and was a workhorse um, on, the, on the day. He had uh, 15 carries for 62 yards, 4.1 yards uh, clip. And oh. was dragon dudes
4: at times. Two point eight, like a is a dude who's going to fight
5: yeah. for that extra run yard. i through you. Yeah.
4: Like all of a sudden, the Le- Le- Legarrette Blunt role you can clearly see is being taken over by a because where Legarrette Blunt. Wasn't the fastest fastest dude. Incredible balance. And after contact, he's going to still push for three, four yards if you don't get a couple guys around him. I mean, I really think Ajayi is going to fill that blunt role. The one thing that I need to see the Eagles do against the Buccaneers, and granted, Nick Foles is not Drew Brees, but you know Nick Foles likes to sling the ball down the field, all right? And you're missing sort of an aspect of your offense with Alshon Jeffrey because all that talk about Alshon, is Alshon Jeffrey a number one, is Alshon Jeffrey a number one. Definitely. Last year we kept pounding the table. Listen, he might not be getting the touches or the catches that you want him to, but he's spreading out the defense. I mean, the, the Falcons defense was able to key in on like crossing easy patterns in the middle. They're clogging up the middle to the point where Zach Ertz was a little rattled. Yep. You know, Dallas Goddard, you know, had some rookie mistakes, showed some flashes, yeah. but had some rookie mistakes. Alshon Jeffrey brings that ability to spread the defense out a little bit. Mm-hmm. And you know that Nick Foles likes to throw the ball down the field. I need your boy Mike Wallace to yeah. step up. Somebody step up and get me two or three passing plays from the wide receiver position that are big, 20, 30, 40 yards down the field. Yeah. Because if you're able to do that, now the defense is truly on its heels.
5: Yeah, the thing you just talked about, Mike Wallace. If you go back and watch the game, Mike Wallace was actually open on a couple of those plays. It was actually Nick Foles' ability to throw him open or throw Adam in stride. Yeah. I think uh, you know you alluded to Alshon in the offense, and uh, the defense was you, you, they didn't have to worry about Alshon. They all have to worry about is who. Zach Ertz, so you know they're a fast defense. They're they're all they're all clinging around, yeah. uh, you know Zach Ertz's territory. Um, so they're, they're 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 they want Nick Foles to beat you. He didn't throw. Uh, I think the f- the farthest pass of the whole night was thrown by Nelson Aguilar, <laughs> yeah. you know, which is real talk. But you you think about, you know, Nick Foles hasn't had that chemistry with these guys it with Mike Wallace it's a timing issue mm-hmm. you know you you got to get comfortable throwing to Mike Wallace uh we have DeAndre Carter yeah when was the last time DeAndre Carter played a meaningful snap in the NFL yeah uh, 53 uh-oh. snaps on <laughs> the day by DeAndre Carter. Sheldon, the interesting point, Shelton Gibson only had four. Uh, they played Nelson Aguilar on the outside. He had about tw- 25 snaps out there. so 25 you, snaps and yeah, how many yeah. catches? He had yeah. Like, yeah. Eight catches for, like, what, 33 yeah, yards? nothing. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. So you're thinking, you're thinking about this offense. You know, Aguilar plays the slot. Yeah. We're asking him to do... Different things. We have DeAndre Carter on the inside. It's kind of discombobulated. You see what the Eagles have been doing this this week. Uh, they they signed Braxton uh, Miller, Miller Miller off the uh, um, the the waiver wire. Right. They were looking uh, at Corey
6: Coleman. Well, Corey
8: for, Coleman,
4: for, former third round pick of Houston, converted uh quarterback from Ohio State. Yep. Very raw. Yeah. All right, but there's there's talent to develop there. He's got all the si- the speed,
5: and mm-hmm. the hands to do it. He just needs to develop more. And you think that they, that could be a guy that challenges DeAndre Carter? And Then you look, think about Sh- Shelton Gibson. Um, maybe they're looking at you know, you know Perriman, the guy who uh, shot Perriman. yeah. was d- drafted by Joe Douglas. Maybe they kicked the tires on him. I'm not sure if they. They. I'm not sure if they. Didn't sign him yet. He's still out there. I think so. Corey yeah. Coleman uh, got signed by the Patriots. Yep. Um, so those are guys are deep threats. So that could say what they feel about um, Gibson. And I feel that that has a lot more to do with
4: like. Less to do with Alshon Jeffrey not playing for the next couple weeks, right. and more just trying to find a replacement for Mac Hollins. I feel, I feel, I feel like that's the yeah. big thing. I mean, because Mac Hollins, big receiver, vertical threat. I mean, they they want to get Nick Foles down the field. They have to. They, yeah. they listen. The game plan isn't going isn't going to change much. All right, going into Tampa Bay, but it has to change in the fact that you can't have Nick Foles. Going nineteen of thirty four for a buck seventeen and one pick, no touchdowns, yeah like that's going to be hard to duplicate over and over and over again. You really need to get this guy some twenty thirty yard chunk plays, keep that offense moving, and I know that Doug again, he was a little reserved in his play calling in the beginning, right, but it was more like trying to get Nick into a rhythm, high percentage throws
5: so uh I would like to see uh I would like to see Doug bring up the the tempo at some at some points in the game, you know, when you know they're a little sloppy, bring up the tempo. You get a couple shots and keep them going. You know, I feel like last season during the playoffs, they kind of got the ball moving when they picked up the tempo when things were down.
2: I got some uh, breaking news for you guys. Oh, light on us. All right. So, Adam Schefter just tweets that Buccaneers quarterback Vernon Hargraves suffered a potentially season ending shoulder injury Sunday wow. and is getting a second opinion Wednesday from Dr. James Andrews to see exactly how long he will miss. Per John Kim and me.
4: Nice one. Wow.
2: I believe Philly. Nice one.
4: Oh, nice one. Very, very uh, good one. Well, that's your number one cornerback. Now out. Definitely out for, for, for Sunday's game. You have got to start getting Nick Foles in a rhythm. Yeah. Nick Foles has happy feet. You can you all you gotta do is look at Nick Foles and the way he's throwing the ball to know when he's not feeling comfortable. Yep. Yeah. But- dude, dude has one of the worst backpedal games, you know, throwing off of his back foot, patting the ball, uh, inaccurate throws, and everything like that. You know when he's not feeling comfortable. What with with Hargraves out there? Yeah. Not not, not in a lineup. All right. We, we, we are back live. Whereas we're we're still alive, ladies and gentlemen. We sincerely apologize for that. A little bit of technical difficulties. Uh, the power the first on the fourth and John show. The power cut out completely. Mm-hmm. Cut out completely. We were literally left in the dark. In the
5: town, not just in the studio. In the town.
4: Oh, it, Justin did look outside and realize the entire town was shut down. So the hurricane is hitting uh, a little early.
5: Yeah, it's rolling I'm through. Used
4: to, I'm used to you guys shutting down the phone lines, not the entire oh. studio. Oh. Uh, well, you know what? Oh. Sometimes oh. when you bring that much heat, you know. And they... my fuses lit! <laughs> 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 but none of the lights are. We're sitting here doing a show in the dark, just talking to each other. But uh, for the sake of getting this thing back on track... Right now, we are going to go to Evan Bubblegum here, a.k.a. Hollywood Hearn, a.k.a. Barbecue Evan, and get to Around the League. So, sir, why don't you start yes. it off?
6: Yes, guys. So, uh, seven NFL head coaches started their uh, career, their NFL head coaching careers this past week. Uh, I'll, I'll list them for you. But okay. first, I'm going to tell you. Every single one of them was handed an L on their first game. Uh We got Steve Wilkes with the cards, Mike Vrabel with the Titans, Pat Shermer with the G-Men, our boy Frank Reich with the Colts, Matt Patricia with the Lions, Matt Nagy with the Bears, and good old Johnny Gruden with the Raiders. Every single one of them lose on their opening day. Now tell me, out of those guys, who do you think is going to be the most successful head coach?
4: Ooh, that that is a great question. Uh, I'm gonna go Shermer with the Giants because I still think they got like Shermer's offensive game plan is going to be fine. All right. Once they figure out some things along the offensive line, and I don't, I don't know if they're ever going to figure that out completely, but they're at least going to have to disguise their weakness. Saquon Barkley had that one big run yep. right to the outside, touchdown. What was that, 60-something yards? Some yards. yards something yards, yep. That was the bulk of his over 100 yards. For the most part in the game, he wasn't that much of a factor. Ingram was dropping balls. Odell was catching passes. But you gotta understand that that is a tough defense to play against yeah. in 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 Jacksonville. So I think the Giants, out of all those head coaches, are going to be the ones that kind of turn it around
5: there. I go with the Giants. They got they, yeah, they got some pieces. They got some really talented uh, s- skilled players. I mean, they should turn it around. Although I've never had a a look on a head coach's face
4: quite like Matt Patricia with the Lions, just with like. A picture is worth a thousand words, and that dude's expression just spelled out like WTF. What did I get myself into? No, like, no. he had no idea what to do with Stafford. Stafford played like Stafford trash, had no idea what to do with Stafford. Which is so unbelievable, no. because, like, you were expecting that guy to lead that offense. I mean, he's a veteran. He should know better than the old. I mean, he was not reading anything at
5: all. But well, You know, they say it's cold in the D. What What's that say? now? It's cold in the D. It's it, it's a Detroit thing. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do your research, okay? <laughs> Don't look at me that way. Well, the
4: Lions sure shrunk up like a D in the cold. So you know you know how that goes. Um, the Cardinals, again, I think are going to be uh, vying for a top five pick in this year's NFL draft. It, it was interesting to see Chucky I was gonna on say, the sidelines. What
6: side are your lines. thoughts on Grudog?
4: You know, I thought he opened up with an aggressive game plan. I wonder if by this season's end, if it isn't all just bluster and they sign this guy to a $100 million, 10-year contract.
6: Looking down the barrel of a decade right now.
4: Looking down the barrel of a decade with players that don't buy into what he's selling. That's my biggest fear. I want to see him do good. I mean, I'm not a Gruden hater. I want to see the man do good.
6: And then on top of that, he's got to go out to Las Vegas and corral a bunch of players. To, oh, that, that was, is going you, to be a you know nightmare. I mean?
4: It's yeah. hard enough to get the Miami players focused because yeah. of all the distractions. I mean, they're on South Beach right you're there. You're living on the strip, though. Yeah. But now, you <laughs> know, you're like literally, your stadium's on the strip. Yeah, How are you expecting young 20-something-year-old millionaires who just came into loot to, to behave themselves in Las Vegas? I'm a 36-year-old man.
5: I can't behave myself in Las Vegas. But you know what the other distraction might be? Khalil Mack is gone. He's gone. <laughs> Gruden's not ready. <laughs> I mean, just seeing what he, the damage that Khalil Mack did against the Packers. What he had, is stripped. Yeah, on one play, he, he jammed the receiver, swim, moved the tackle, stripped the quarterback, and took the ball away. The next play, the next a uh, uh, couple plays later, he has the interception. Take to the house. Pick six to the house. You cannot replace that kind of talent. And then you got to face your fans and talk about your pass rush was lacking. I wonder why. What was going on with Aaron Rodgers, by the way? I mean, that, that dude hurt his
4: leg. It's went carted into the it ten, off. Carted off. Carson Wentz tore two ligaments in his knee, right, and walks off under his own power. I thought you heard the announcers go the commercial just saying, wow. Wow. Yeah. He had me thinking all sorts of Nicky Foles things. I'm gonna admit it. He had me thinking all sorts of Nicky Foles things, all of a sudden comes out, leads him to a come from behind victory. you ready to trade Nick Nick Foles already. Listen, I obviously it's not a discussion to be had. You're up in the DMs. The, Aaron Rodgers is done.
6: <laughs> Howie loves He's desperation, done, man. man. He loves it more than anything. All <laughs> I could, all
4: I could see was Howie Roseman like sitting there watching his TV, like clicking his fingers like Mr. Burns, like excellent. Excellent. All right, what's up around the league?
6: Uh, so what else we got? Let's just address the elephant in the room here. Okay. What the hell was with James Connors' hair? I mean, you call, <laughs> you call me Barbecue Evan because of my dad apparel. This dude straight up looked like a shrimp in the bowl at a barbecue. He looked like pick and peel shrimp. He did. Pick and peel.
4: Now, 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 be, now, being a bald white guy myself... Is, is Stevie I, Wonder cutting his hair? Dude, I have to defer to my man... Gail, yeah, because you told me once upon a time I used to be that a, barber. Yes. a he was a barber. Oh, b he told me that nothing's more important to a black man than his edges. Is this cr- is this correct? You
5: gotta have, you gotta, you gotta have it edged up. Gotta have it tight. What what the hell was that all about? I think he was eagle scissors. I think he was abducted by an alien actually, and they they left the markings on his head. I think he's on a next level swag. You know, like he's feeling himself. He yeah. two touchdowns, a hundred and Great something, game. fifty plus yards. Hey, you can do those kinds of things with that kind of haircut. Did you see they were tweeting out like pictures,
4: like Steelers fans were then cutting the <laughs> yeah, the yeah. Connor mullet with the grooves in there,
5: and he was retweeting them. What do you think about it? that guy? Came back from you know he, he battled cancer, you know he beat cancer, you know two years later
6: now he's got to beat this haircut.
4: <laughs> <laughs> with, with, yeah, with, yeah. But do you come back to the next game rocking the same cut, or do you do you try to switch it up a little bit? It's like swaggy in the front, business in the back. What he's he got going—swaggy on. in the front, business in the back. I think yeah. he's gonna
6: look like a clam next game. <laughs> he's,
4: gonna wow. look, he's gonna look like some other seafood <laughs> dish. He's gonna put antenna on his head, look like a lobster. Um,
6: <laughs> all right, now on a more, on a more serious note, there Uh-oh. was a story that came out from one Richard Sherman uh, this past week or so. Saying um, he's he's high up in the uh, in the Players Association, he's saying how an NFL lockout is looming before the next um, collective bargaining agreement.
5: I mean, Thoughts? we we have talked about that. Oh, That's oh, we talked oh, about hey, last... Nobody
4: wants to believe my doom and gloom you when know? it comes to the NFL
5: Illuminati over the here. conspiracy but, but but, are, but I'm telling true. you, it's it's coming.
4: It it, it it is the one thing that football fans don't want to talk about. But trust me, it's coming. There will be a lockout for the next CBA. There are so many things on the table that are so bigger than the last CBA that was negotiated, which, by the way, Roger Goodell won and the the team owners won and got everything that they wanted. And by the way, signed it for 10 years. Nobody signs a 10-year CBA. That is ridiculous. And they got everything that they possibly wanted. This is going to be about guaranteed contracts. And this is going to be about player benefits. This is going to cost the owners. going to be messy. It, 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 and, and Smith and Goodell absolutely hate each other. They didn't like each other the last
5: time they were negotiating. Y- you wait to see to this round. I mean, the most important point is if there's a lockout, we got a show to put on. You got a show to please, put on. So you better you better fix the that. The content will keep flowing. <laughs> <You> it, <better. laughs> it, it's fourth and please come back. <laughs> please, baby, baby, please What's
4: up, Philadelphia? <laughs> Crickets. <laughs> Nothing's up. Because we are in a lockout. We're doing arts and crafts today. Macaroni necklaces. Heed that warning. Enjoy this football while you can. Yep. Like, granted, it's gonna come back, but it is going to be ugly past this uh CBA expiring. No
6: doubt in my mind. Um, so Boys, it looks like we have ourselves a spy. Uh-oh. Meek Mill was spotted in the Patriots locker room after a win. Hold up. Wait a minute. What is, <laughs> what's going on? Was he doing the Bill Belichick? Did he have a, a,
4: a camcorder or a camera in his hand at all? I, or? I don't
6: think so. I think he was just he was lurking in the background. Do you, do you think he's going to be uh, reporting back to Eagles camp?
5: You know, he's probably doing his due diligence, you yeah. know, snooping around. But, uh, you know, shout out to Robert Kraft. He did visit. Meek Mill when he was in prison. Correct. So, you They're know. they boys somehow. They got street cred somehow. <laughs> uh, no one can I, really you know, but that, that is true. Yeah. Uh so
4: plus wasn't it like that night or the night after before or whatever when Meek Mill was brought on stage by Drake? Yeah. I wish that I had the kind of like Ability to just forgive and forget and move past the way Drake and
6: Meek Mill were able to do that. And they were other. playing
4: ping pong. Did you see the videos? They were playing
6: ping pong together. I yeah. actually didn't see... I watched that video didn't see one rally between the two of them. It just looked like a lot of <laughs> ball <laughs> on the table. <laughs>
5: maybe, maybe Nicki Minaj is the issue.
4: Like a joint Nicki Minaj you know, They moved
5: on from Nick, Nicki Minaj. She could have been the, the, the reason for the, the beef. You know what I mean, but, but, but
4: and and you got to tell me this because I'm I'm seeing all this. This is completely off topic, and I know this isn't around the league. But what what was that whole Nicki Minaj, Cardi B thing about? I don't know. You don't know. There
6: yeah. were there were shoes thrown. There shoes was the, thrown. There was an elbow. She caught. got lumped up. Yeah.
4: That's interesting. Yeah.
6: That's interesting. <laughs> what Just, else do we got? Just breaking. Uh, so finally, <laughs> um, we had a sighting. We had a beast mode sighting last night. If you wanted to stay up for it, my man. Went ham. He drug a pile about four yards to the house. Marshawn Lynch. He had Corey Littleton of the Rams literally body surfing on top of the pile while John Johnson the third was uh, clutched on to Marshawn's right leg like he was his big brother and he was on his way to tell his mom that he that he was uh, he did something wrong. So I just wanted. To, did you guys first of all see the video? If not, I already have it up. But what oh. is your thoughts? Is uh, Marshawn how much juice does he have left? in the
4: tank. Well, apparently he's got plenty of it, and not for nothing. I know the Rams came away with a W, but if you're looking at Aaron Donald and Sue and everything like that, were they in the game during this play? Yeah. I, b- I believe so. And they so. drugged them, too? Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. A, that's a little embarrassing. I, I want, I let's want just, you to... Let's just put it this way. That's not going to happen to Fletcher Cox. No. That is not going to happen to Fletcher Cox. By the way, did you see at the end of the game when the Rams picked off the ball... Uh, There was a Marshawn Lynch impression diving into the end zone. Did you see this? Uh, I did not.
5: I was sleeping by then.
4: You didn't see it? It was the uh, put the team on his back, though. Oh. Sort of crotch grab as he flew into the end zone. Mm. I'm not sure if that was in tribute to Marshawn Lynch. I think that was in, yeah, yeah, his the cousin. Same, the, they're
6: cousins, yeah. Oh, they're
4: cousins. Yeah. Okay, so it wasn't a, a, a diss as much as it was a salute. salute.
6: Right. And I realized that they were cousins afterwards, but I want to know if you guys noticed something as well. Um, this past uh, this past week, I noticed something around the league in, in an entirety. I'm not sure if you guys picked up on it. There was a lot of palling around. As far as, um, like, between players on opposing teams, there there was just, it, it struck me as odd because it seemed like more than usual. Everyone was just, uh, it just seemed like buddy-buddy out on the field.
5: Well, I think there, a, lot of, a lot of fans don't realize how much these guys are friends behind the scenes. Yeah. I mean, a lot of them rock together. It's like some guys that, like, live in Florida. There's a whole clique of Florida boys that all kick with each other. Right, but wasn't there a generation of football
6: players that were able to put that behind themselves for the 60 minutes they were on the field and they were just at war? Hey, man. Like, not that exist? Goddamn. Millennials, yeah,
4: you know, you, you know, friendly what? with each other, they're all talking to each other, they're all buddy buddying up because they know when the CBA expires, they're gonna have to have somebody <laughs> to hang out with, they're gonna have like to have a Madden buddy or something like that. Yeah, all right, so let's uh let's get to Mike's favorite segment of the show, and that is the Twitter questions. Take it away, I bleed, Philly.
2: Uh, first question is from Kane's Eagles once. He says, What's the number one key to beating the Bucks this week?
4: number one key to beating the Bucks this week is exactly what the Eagles did against the Atlanta Falcons. And that's play within yourself. The game plan shouldn't change much than it did against the Falcons. I mean, granted, we would like to see some of those chunk plays down the field or a couple wide receivers get a 20, 30-yard explosion. That would be fantastic. But it's the same repeat as I said last week. Do not ask Nick Foles to do too much. Win the battle in the trenches. Run the ball. This is the time when you want to run the ball. All right? Win the time of possession. Knock off the penalties. You had over 100 yards in penalties. Fix those mistakes. Just play sound defense. Get the tight ends involved. If you can do that, I have all the confidence in the world, despite what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers put up against the Saints. They're not going to do it against this Eagles defense. Just do the exact same thing.
5: Yeah, I think they they control the line of scrimmage. You make uh, the bucks predictable, uh and especially in uh long passing situations. Uh you want Fitzpatrick and third and long, and that's where we do damage. You know what I mean? Um I, I really think uh you know the two tight end sets, we didn't see much of it last week. I think the those up this week, I believe. I think Ertz can't have a game like he had last week no I mean really. he had three drops he had one drop uh the whole uh, three drops the entire season last last year so I think a uh, better game from Zach Ertz and I think they're gonna have a lot more rhythm in the passing game and they're definitely gonna dial up the run
6: I think we're gonna see more of the two t- t- tight end sets I gotta tell you I think the one thing that I took away from the Eagles game that like Dallas Scotter didn't have a crazy game but there was one thing that I saw out of him that made me just really happy. It was the play. He, he wasn't in bounds, but it was right. the play that it was yeah. thrown to him in the end zone. Got one he foot. caught it. He got one foot in. But th- he is going to be the guy, that toss-it-up-in-the-end-zone guy. that It doesn't matter what the matchup is. He's going to be able to go above them and get it. And I feel like he's going to have those... Big hands, those big hamburger helper hands, to just gobble the ball up.
5: And with Wentz's back, you know, better ball placement. I think that's. I think that's where Nick Foles has to get better. His ball placement has to get better mm-hmm. um, if, for them to win. If they can develop him into
4: like a Jimmy Graham sort of red zone threat, that is scary. Yeah. And then again, when you consider that Carson Wentz is coming back, Alshon Jeffrey's coming back. Now, all of a sudden, just like in the Super Bowl, the Patriots were doubling Zach Ertz a lot. Now all of a sudden they can't. With Goddard. Now yeah. you can't double Zach Ertz because you've got Alshon Jeffrey in the game, and even if you try to focus on Zach Ertz, you got Goddard. That is a problem. Yeah, and they could you, you can wide him out, uh, you know, as a, as a wide receiver down right. by the goal line. Yeah, they're not going to ask him to do too much. He's got to he, he's got to like ease into this offense. Well, he only
5: had 17. But if you uh, see him one on one with a linebacker, <sighs> he only had 17 snaps this this game. So obviously they eased him in. Uh, they didn't really want to overwhelm his plate. But when he figures
4: this whole thing out, oh, yeah. oh, oh good yeah. Lord. Oh, good yeah. Lord,
5: that's going to be dangerous. Oh, what else we yeah. got, Mike?
2: All right, good question from uh, Trevor T. Harris, 18. He says, what corner are you putting on Mike Evans and Deshaun Jackson on Sunday?
4: Whatever one lines up, I don't think you have. I don't think you have a corner shading or following any of the wide receivers. You don't think so? With the no. Jack
2: speed, you don't
6: want to put Darby on him? Oh. Nope.
4: You 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 do the Bobby Taylor, Troy Vincent. One's on the left side, one's on the right side, and Cindy Jones is playing the slot. That's if Deshaun Jackson even plays, bro. And that is if Deshaun Jackson even plays. I mean, they're not gonna like you saw in the Jaguars game again. Like uh, Ramsey was shadowing Odell Beckham Jr. a lot, right? I don't think Jim Schwartz runs that kind of defense where he's gonna have one particular cornerback shadowing one particular receiver.
6: Speaking of buddy buddy, those two. Jalen Ramsey and Odell Beckham. They, they seem to have squashed their beef as well.
4: They went to college together. Maybe maybe it's time we start <laughs> squashing <laughs> beefs around here. No, they didn't. Thank who? Jalen Mills? They were Jaylen, taking pictures Jaylen, with each
6: other's jerseys. Jalen Ramsey. Jalen
5: Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey. Jalen
6: Ramsey and Odell Beckham. Well, you
5: know. Saying. It's amazing how
6: it's all soft. the trash thought. Yeah,
4: <laughs>
0: I need some Josh soft. Norman up in here.
4: All right, we got a what a
2: live Twitter question. Yeah, we got a live Twitter question from our boy Rob or Pukey. What's, What's up, Pukey? What's up, Pewky? What's the question,
4: got? my friend? <laughs> what do you think the major keys to victory are on uh, Sunday? Keys. Uh, Keeping Nick keys. Foles upright. Getting those. Uh, getting some sort of vertical passing game going. To help him out, building his confidence, because, like, even the announcers were saying during the game that the first couple weeks of the regular season are now all of a sudden the new preseason. It's when you start kind of getting your rhythm, start, start you know, mm-hmm. developing that chemistry. As this goes on, again, we cannot have another game where Foles is 19 of 34 for a buck 17 and a pick. So you got to start building up his confidence, and Nikki likes to chuck the ball down the field. Again, don't escape your identity. But at the same time, start building that confidence with a vertical passing game to tr- to make that transition from Nick Foles, to Carson Wentz, from the receiving Cornell now, to Alshon Jeffrey as seamless as possible.
5: And I think that another key to victory is, uh, you know, trapping Fitzpatrick in the pocket. You know, you want him uncomfortable, I'm telling you this ain't the Saints' defensive front, and we come too deep, all damn game. Absolutely, Fitzpatrick is not athletic; he's not going
4: to run around. He's not gonna escape the pot. He is a wily veteran. I'll give him that. He yeah. is a crafty, wily, experienced. He's a Harvard, he's incredibly intelligent. But intelligence doesn't do you jack squat. you when you got cocks in the face. <laughs> Just saying.
2: Just saying. And we got one more live tour question from our boy Scott. Got so, a So Scott, what you got, man?
7: Since we are uh, after week one, people are saying like overreaction Monday. Yeah. How far can the Eagles go? Can this team repeat? If it's just one game, you give one game of uh one game
4: of Pound tape, the
2: table, Leroy. Can this team repeat? There's nothing, nothing above, above the repeat.
4: repeat. There is <laughs> nothing above the repeat. But the, the overreaction, you, you got to understand, like, we're 1-0. You've won the hardest game, arguably, in your first quarter of games, right? So the Atlanta Falcons, out of the first four games, is going to be the toughest that you're going to play. Mm -hmm. You came out of there with a W, albeit not so pretty at times. But you use this sort of... As a confidence booster, rolling against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and then at home against the Colts and then against the Tennessee Titans, so you're just building confidence to when Nick Fult- or Carson Wentz comes back, you're going to be fine. The overreaction, I feel like, it, it, like if we lose the next three, then then we have legitimate because now we're in a hole. But I don't see that happen.
6: I just see the confidence rolling. Do you man. think by the time that we get all of our uh, starters back, our Car- Carson back, we get? Alshon back that we're going to be doing the same things we were doing last season with the forty fifty
5: burgers, just rolling teams. Yeah, I mean right now he's just like warming up the bed for Carson Wentz. You know, as long as he could just you know hold hold his own, you know, like when Carson comes back, it's a wrap. And can you imagine when
4: that announcement's finally made? The Eagles could be possibly four and zero coming back to Lincoln Financial Field, and then the announcement's made. Oh, by the way, Carson Wentz has been cleared.
6: Well, it really, to be honest with you, it seems like they're really trying to push this thing to where they're making the Falcons, que- or I'm sorry, Tampa Bay, question who's going to be starting this game. The way that they're they're leaking these reports out.
5: Someone said he might be cleared by the end of this week. That's a, but that, he not he won't well, play. I just, but, I, yeah. just
6: re- I just read a report saying that supposedly he's going to be cleared for uh for contact, contact. Yeah. on Friday. Yeah. Apparently,
4: yeah. Doug Peterson is going to announce the starter for the Buccaneers tomorrow.
6: Well, th- so, well, th- my he's, point is saying he, that he hasn't announced it and throwing it up in the air. I think he's trying to but he, do the same sort of
5: drill. Wants Mike Grow to announce it. Why is that? I don't know. Sick of answering the question? Oh. Doesn't want to get a little uh, pissy
6: with the media again.
5: Interesting.
2: What else we got, Mike? All right, we got a good question here from Shirley. (laughs) Uh oh. Uh -oh. It's a good It's a good one. Okay. I promise. He said top three memories from the first drawn tailgate to this last one. Top three memories. I feel like two of them were at that <laughs> last tailgate.
6: The Jason Kelsey speech and the uh, jersey burning are, are easily two of them for me.
4: Justin, you got one? Well, is it is it specifically at the tailgate, or is it is a byproduct struggle. of 4th and John? Okay. It's a I, feel, I feel like you're getting on set. It. Yeah. If it's a byproduct of it, the ring coming in here has to be Oh, in yeah. the top three. No
5: doubt about yeah. it. No, that would that. Like, that we're would.
4: not talking just tailgates. The yeah. ring has to be up I think there. He was talking
5: about tailgates, I think he was talking though.
4: about tailgates. Um, I would say the NFC Championship game tailgate. The yeah. weather was good. Uh-huh. That was a good game. We were all wearing the dog masks. Yeah. We were all uh, hyped th- up. Th- yeah. Think hyped about up. like our view of the world at that point like could they possibly go to the Super Bowl with a backup
5: with a backup quarterback even after the dub when we were sitting in the parking lot after it was like we had the after party tailgate oh, and us all just sitting there like kind of like chilling out and one of the uh, Eagles coaches came out and was like can I get a bud <laughs> <laughs> and we were like yeah man Philly Philly Philly
2: Philly absolutely did we got any more uh, Twitter questions I was going to say could we say the Super Bowl party be counted as a tailgate or no because no, that, I, think, that, I, think,
4: I think that's a, that's, that's a whole yeah. separate thing. So, I, I, you know, the, the last tailgate was so epic and will go down in legend so much that two of the top moments were right then and there. Yeah. You know, Jersey Burn
2: and yeah. uh, Brennan's speech were absolutely unbelievable. Yeah. Is that it for the Twitter questions, my friend? I mean, we were talking about wins. Here's a question from Philly Eagleson. He said, if Carson is cleared this week, do you play him nope. or, or wait until week three? No,
4: wait until week three. Okay. Wait until week three. Don't throw him out there against the Bucks. No, there, there's really no need to to rush him back, because realistically, if you're if you're going to hold you him think out, he's.
6: Get, do you think if he's 100 percent though that he can get more healthy? Like, what what is your thought process there?
4: My thought process is if you're going to hold him out for one week, why not hold him out for two? I mean, I mean, really, what what are we what are we trying
6: like? Seven days. What's it yeah, wait, yeah?
4: Wait, yeah. Wait, 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 what's seven days? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, how big of a deal well, is that? Well, I think from me- days of
5: that also point. from a mental process, I think you know him being at home. He's in his uh, you know, feeling feeling better. You know, it's it's the Colts. Um, you know, I got you. But if he, he if he's
4: ready, he's ready. All right, we're gonna bring this thing on home. We appreciate everybody that ha- hung with us during the uh, during the blackout. There, a little <laughs> fourth and John first. We brought the fire so much that the uh, the power we went out. The house yeah, down. we brought the house down yeah. as we did at the first initial tailgate of uh, this season again. We're going to post this video up on Twitter, courtesy of Bud Light. We will be down there in Tampa Bay partying up with the Eagles fans, and we have an opportunity to bring two lucky listeners of the 4th and John show along with us for a VIP Bud Light experience. Sit right next to us to watch the Eagles play the Bucks, It's going to be absolutely unbelievable. Real quick, it is 9-11. I'm wearing the camo, so I wanted to give a shout-out to all the men and women out there. We know we get a lot of listeners from around the military, different base camps. It is our pleasure to bring you a little closer to home. Take your mind off of defending this country, but our hearts and our thoughts are with you, and we appreciate everything, all the firefighters, the military, first responders. responders. Thank Thank you so much. God bless you, and God bless America!
2: E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles!
3: You want Eagles football? We're talking Eagles
1: football. You're listening to 4th and John. Wait, what the f*** is a John anyway? Uh, In the huddle, uh, Zach Ertz came and he said, you're not going to believe what's getting called. I'm like, what could it be? And he said, fill it, fill it. I'm like, dang, that's kind of dope. Uh, but it was, uh, you know, third and five, kind of a crucial point of the game. We needed points and stuff. So uh, we executed really well for not uh, practicing it too many times, you know. Uh, Nelly made a good throw. Uh, Nick made a good catch. And we got the, dang, that's kind of dope. The right game! Ooh, baby, that's enough, baby. You're too hot, baby. You like that? I the most hardest hitting safeties in the league.